Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. On this episode of Trend Chat, we are live here in Illinois, and we're going to have interviews from the Young Women's Leadership Summit. We have Marissa Sright, the PragerU CEO. Antonio Okafor with Empower and Keely Sharp from Eagle Rising. So stay with us and stick around. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to reach out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And I write for Politichicks.com. If you'd like to read some of my articles, just go to Politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And speaking of Politichicks, don't forget about the brand new book, Politichicks, a clearing call to political activism, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, has over 300 pages from different contributors like myself from Politichicks talking about different issues, different subjects, whether it's education, health care, uh, politics, activism. Actually, that's where my article about being a delegate 
at the Republican National Convention last year. So, yeah, I implore everyone to get a copy. I, I mean, I said it every episode, but I'm just saying it. I think you will get a lot out of it, especially if if you're looking in as far as political activism. So now, and also, well, let me go ahead and mention this now. So, the Founder Project. We talked to Maggie Dine a couple of weeks ago about the Founder Project, and so I'm not going to really get too much more about it. I will implore you to go to the um, to the episode. Uh, yeah, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, and I still cannot remember what the, the episode number, but it is the episode where I talked about the disruption at the Texas Capitol, and that's when we talked to Magadine. And so, yeah, and plus, in the graphic, it shows the, the founding project, so it's, it's not that hard to find. But if you want to learn more about the founding project, one, I would say go to the Facebook page and and go um. Just type in the founding project and you should find some details there and listen to the podcast where we talked with the Magadine for a couple of couple of minutes. So so like I said, I'm I'm here in um Illinois and just getting ready to um get into some of the interviews that we had at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. And like I said, we we're gonna talk with Marissa Sright, the Prager U CEO, and also with Antonio Okafor. Now, also, we are live right now. <laughs> now, I was planning on being live on Facebook and Twitter, but Facebook wasn't acting right, so I'm basically I'm just live on Twitter right now. So, hello everybody on Twitter. And uh <laughs> so I am doing a stream on Twitter and I I kind of wanted to do both just to see how one works and if both of them work and how this cuz I got like five different things going on here. I got two tablets uh, laptop and my phone all going on so um so yeah so i just want to get into this before i get into the interviews because this is the part that's actually going to be streamed so now let's get into what happened today as far as the senate health care bill which is called the better care reconciliation act you know and basically it's supposed to be an improvement of what the house passed uh, a couple of weeks ago and so now all the texas came out about that and it's being uh, you know analyzed everyone's seeing seeing what's what and it's going to get its cbo rating probably sometime next week and whatnot but regardless of all that i just want to read page 36 of a document that should be basically influencing everything the Republicans are like whatever they're on their agenda. And when I say that, I'm talking about page 36 of the, of the GOP platform that was passed last year. You know, as I said, I was a delegate at the convention, so I was there when this was all being put together. So let me read the first part of this. <clears throat> this is so page 36 under. Restoring patient control and preserving quality in healthcare. Okay, it says any honest agenda for improving healthcare must start with repeal of the dishonestly named Affordable Care Act of 2010, Obamacare. So that right there talks about repeal. 
that's not what's going on with this bill. If anything, it's basically just being, like I said, it's being fixed. It's not being repealed. So I just bring that up. And now I'll, let me skip down a little bit, a couple more sentences. And look, if you think I'm cherry picking some of these sentences, I will say go to just Google GOP platform and you can see it for yourself. So you can read the whole paragraph. I'm just going to read a couple sentences. So I'm going to go down to this next one. <clears throat> We agree with the four dissenting judges of the Supreme Court. Quote, in our view, the entire act before us is invalid in its entirety. So if it's invalid in its entirety and you agree with those four dissenting judges, why are you not repealing Obamacare with this bill, whether in the House and now with the Senate? So I, that, I'm just reading. I'm just reading for the platform. And that's all I'm saying. Can you just at least follow the platform? Honestly, for me, I think it could go a little bit further, but okay. But we have a platform. All right, fine. Let's at least go there. But you know, unfortunately, that that's not what they are looking to do. They're not doing any sort of full repeal, any sort of repeal of Obamacare. It's all about basically, kind of like where a lot of senators, a lot of congressmen are basically like, well, let's just fix what um, some things in Obamacare, and basically do nothing or something very marginal so oh and also just like in a house bill the senate bill also has it to where planned parenthood is defunded oh hold up planned parenthood is defunded but for one year i really one year <laughs> and so but by saying that let me read another part of this platform which is in the exact same section and um yeah let me see through obamacare the current administration you know back in 2016 has promoted the the notion of a uh, of abortion as health care we however affirm the dignity of women by protecting the sanctity of life numerous studies have shown that abortion endangers the health and well-being of women and we stand firmly against it okay that's great all right now Let's go down a little bit further in this in the whole section, but in the section under protecting individual conscience in healthcare, and it says this: we call for a permanent ban on federal funding and subsidies for abortion and healthcare plans that include abortion coverage. You know, I'm going to say that one more time: we call for a permanent ban on federal funding. <laughs> Um, one year is not permanent, and one. As a matter of fact, it's not even close to permanent. It's not even four years. It's not even five. You know, you know, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, fifty years. No, it's one year. That's nowhere. That's the. That's the, almost the least, the least permanent that you can get, as opposed to maybe just doing it for a day. <laughs> so. You know, I, I don't I'm not going to get as much into it. I just wanted to bring that up because when I when I saw the text, when the bill came out and, and it was released today and just looking over, it's 142 pages. Um, I, I'm not saying I read it all, <laughs> but I skimmed through it. And just those things just stood out because it just so clearly things that are not in the platform. So. And it just 
Now, look, the bill in comparison to the House bill is better. Yeah, it's better. You know, it's funny because I was, <laughs> I, you know, the name of it is the Better Care Reconciliation Act. So it says B, C, I don't know what. Yeah. So it's B, C, R, A. <laughs> so, and I was just thinking about when I saw it like that, <laughs> this is just me thinking. I was thinking like, well, this ought to be called, you know, the Better Care Reconciliation Act parody. And so if you put out the letters of that, I would just say it sounds like it's better crap because that's what it sounds like. It's not as great. You know, it's 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 not as crappy as the house bill, but it's it's just better crap than than the house bill. And so. Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure, you know, hopefully, like I said, you have Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee and Ron Johnson who are already opposed to it now. And so now I guess we're going to get into the negotiations of it all and we'll just go from there. Hopefully. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be improved and basically taken out. But like I said, this is not the, this is not what was promised the past eight years. I'm trying to remember like, well, yeah, the past seven years since Obamacare has been implemented. And now they have the opportunity to fully re- to repeal this, and all of a sudden now they are basically, you know, tucking the tail between their legs and not wanting to actually go forward with this repeal. And you know, I, I can't say that I'm fully surprised by it, but the thing about it, every Republican senator, every. Uh, yeah, I would say senator. I would just go with senators right now. Every one of them, at one point in the past seven years, have voted to repeal Obamacare. At one point, at one point of time, because I mean, obviously they done plenty of votes, and you know, either they would just they didn't go, they didn't pass, or not obviously, or just got, or didn't you know, obviously not going to make pass to the President Obama's desk at that time. But at one point, every one of these Republican senators have voted to repeal Obamacare and now that you have the opportunity to go forward and repeal Obamacare you sit back and now you want to talk about let's fix certain parts and this and that you know even if there's parts that you that people actually like about Obamacare even if that still why can't you just repeal Obamacare and then put in those ideas in your own plan why you want to fix something (laughs) fix a democrat plan basically why can't you just repeal the whole the whole you know act the affordable care act repeal the whole thing and if there are certain things that you like about obamacare put it in your own plan and go from there but no no that's not what they want to do (laughs) so I, I would say, you know, I guess a couple of episodes, you know, way earlier, early episodes. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking like I've done like 100 episodes. This is just the 40th episode. But I think like in the 20s, <laughs> I talked about it basically when it was going through the house. So anyway, I, you know, I, that's all I wanted to say on that. And that's, you know, for everyone that is watching on Twitter, that's basically all that. All that I can basically go on now because from here, 
now we're going to get into the interviews with um at the young women's leadership summit so so first off we're going to talk with the uh, prager U ceo marissa strike and we got a chance to speak with her for uh, for a couple of minutes and you know i, I really like prager U. um it if you don't know anything about Prager you we're going to she's going to talk about it a little bit in the interview and they have this cool little app now where so one thing about Prager you they made these little five minute videos talking about different uh, subjects you know whether it's talk about school choice or free market principles a whole a lot of different subjects and it, it and they break it down to like four to five minutes and it's it it's really you know really concise and it's really and informational in that short period of time and so yeah i really i really dig pretty you and um and like i said so here's our interview with uh mercy right Hello, this is Trent Chandler. I'm Brian Bledsoe, and we are here with the CEO of Prager U, Marissa Strike. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, so, and, um, so I've talked about Prager U from time to time on on the podcast, but um, I guess give us, uh, I guess, a general info as far as um, Prager U University. Okay, so before I say anything, I just want to tell you how beautiful the sight of all these women here. Uh, I just can't, I just can't. I'm in awe. It's such a wonderful experience. I mean, we do a lot of work on the digital uh, side of things. We have millions of viewers, and many of them are here, but I don't get to meet them in person. And it's been such an inspiration to actually physically meet people who watch our videos and use our videos and have been touched by our videos, um, and really have feel have felt like we have armed them with intellectual ammunition so that they can go and explain uh, the values and ideas that they believe in um, but didn't know how to articulate as well as you know some experts do um, which has really been our goal from day one is to just simplify these concepts that we know are the truth and we know are so important that millions of people would would learn about and know about and by simplifying them we are enabling a whole generation to learn concepts that they would otherwise not get exposure to. Yeah, and I, I definitely enjoy all the the videos. And you know, they're like around four to five minutes, and I I, I have the app and as well. And you know, every time I ask to sign up for the text alerts and everything, I really enjoy Prager U University and I, all the the videos and everything that comes with it. So, um, one thing I, I wanted to mention. Like I know you mentioned about being here, and once again we are here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. And so I just want to ask you, what do you think about the event so far? The event is an absolute inspiration. Um, it's an inspiration to see how successful Turning Point USA is, and it's an inspiration to hear how many students are using our videos and are empowered by them. Um, and I just, you know, I just have more hope for America, knowing that this organization is doing as well as it's doing. We've partnered with them this year. Um, it's a real uh, huge value for both organizations. Uh, Charlie Kirk and I describe it as a two plus two equals five kind of uh, math 
uh, it's a funny math, but it's the truth. When we, as we work together, we're really able um, to shake things up in a very, uh, in a very, in a in a major way, which is what this country really needs. And I want to also encourage your audience. We want to know what topics you want us to better explain and to produce more videos. So we've added a new feature to our website where people can go on and recommend either a presenter or recommend a topic because our goal is to be there for you and we want to hear from you what answers are are needed for which questions okay and well since you mentioned that I, would, I, I mean I don't have anything on top of my head but I, I'll definitely start brainstorming and think of something to send in but um uh, I was thinking about as um the theme here has been being be bold be brave be principal be a leader and I guess how would you encourage other young women who are maybe on the fence as far as wanting to be active to step forward? Be calm, be clear, educate yourself, be factual, and build relationships with people on all sides. Okay. And, uh, well, I, I did want to ask one other question. That Now, you are the CEO of uh, PragerU, and I just want to ask about your, you know, about you as far as, um, you know, I guess you say you from UCLA, and so I guess give a little bit about yourself. Uh, so as I'm an American, I was born in the United States in uh, Los Angeles, California. I lived in Israel for a few years. I served in the Israeli military and the intelligence force. Uh, it was then that I became obsessed with technology and realized that technology can be the solution for so many uh, challenges that we face, uh, both in the media and at universities. Uh, I did go to I, I went to UCLA. Um, I, I studied business economics. The most valuable thing I did for my career is actually go and get experience. I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing today, but I got this experience and that experience and got a master's in education and then got an MBA and then one thing led to another and here I am today. Um, so that's a little bit about myself professionally and personally. I'm married. I have two children, Aiden and Olivia. They're two and four. Uh, as a mom, it, it's incredibly hard to be away from them. I've been gone for three days um, and I do travel quite a bit with a position like mine it's just is what it is I need to do it but I am reminded that PragerU is making a difference and I'm doing this for my children so that America continues to be the greatest country on this earth and as they grow up I just hope that they know that even though I've been away for them they've been in my heart this entire time because I'm doing it for them and for their friends and for you know the rest of this country. Well, I would like to say, being here at this event, I would say you are definitely an inspiration to everyone here, and you know, I'm, I'm just glad to see, you know, like you said, so many conservative women here, especially young women, and like you said, it definitely gives me hope for the future. So, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. And thanks to Marissa Wright for joining us. And um, so we're gonna get into our next interview. We talked with Keely Sharp who is a writer and editor for EagleRising.com. And, um, yep, let's go, yeah, let's go ahead and get, with, uh, get to our interview with her. Hello, this is Trey Chat, and this is your host, Brian Bledsoe, and we are pleased to have Keely Sharp, who is the writer and editor of EagleRising.com. How are you doing? Good, how are you? All right, so uh, basically, basically just tell us about EagleRising.com. Okay, so on Eagle Rising, we have um, compilations of, well, it's not, not really compilations, but we have different writers um, 
that contribute to the site, so different contributors. I am the I am the main writer for the site as far as original content, and then we have um, we have another writer who who puts up daily, and then we have other writers who every now and then send them submissions and we'll we'll put them up. So it's just you, you can go on there and check it out, and it's just all about freedom and what's going on in America. There's opinion, there's fact. Um, it's all double checked. It's all sourced. You're never going to go on there and see an article that states fact and doesn't have a source to, to show where we got that from. So we try to make it as accurate as possible because there's a lot of fake news out there, and we do not want to be labeled as that fake news. Okay, so um, uh, we're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. So what do you think of the event so far? Um, it's been great. There, it, The speakers have been phenomenal. Um, Carly Fiorina was definitely very, very inspirational uh, as far as leadership goes um that's definitely a speech that i will hold on to for a long time okay and i know um as far as turning point i've been a fan of them for i guess as long as they've been i guess organized um so uh, i guess what i guess connections you have with turning point or or your opinion of turning point um okay so i'm actually pretty new to the political scene as far as writing and and such um before i was writing for Eagle Rising, I was a publisher's assistant and writer for a, just a local magazine. And then um, I got into politics around a little over a year ago, I guess. Um, I mean, I had opinions, but I was never in the scene, I guess. So Turning Point is actually still very new to me. But from everything I've seen, they're they're all about freedom, liberty, um, everything that you know America stands for. So uh, everything I've seen is just I, I highly recommend you know checking them out. Yeah, and, well, I would say as a fellow writer, but I'm not going to try to act like I'm a writer. But um, I just want to ask you as far as for as, as for writing for a, a website and just, I guess, what are the challenges as far as, you know, um, your articles and just finding content and everything. Now, I, I, well, I'll say this for me. I, I have told everyone, you know, that knows me on the podcast, I'm not a natural writer, so it takes me, like, <laughs> weeks to write maybe one thing. So so I just want to ask you as far as, you know, when it comes to writing, how, you know, what the challenge is and, I guess, the benefits and for it. Well, I read about 10 to 14 articles a day. Um, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> 10 to 14? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very demanding um, field, um, so you have to stay on top of it. There's there's always something going on, even if it's you know not minis- if it's minuscule to the nation. You know, as far as it's not hitting the big media, there's still small town stuff that's going on everywhere. So, you know, there might be something headlining mainstream media, in which case everyone's covering it. So in those cases, um, you know, I'll put I'll put up something about it, but. The trick is to dig and find a perspective that no one else has hit on yet. For instance, when the whole Kathy Griffin um, debacle happened with her holding the, you know, the Trump severed head um, as what she called art, um, I did an article, but not on her specifically. I I saw where Baron Trump got upset because he thought it was his father. And, um, you know, I found that when that story was breaking, and I took that and ran with it. You just have to find, you know, the kind of the diamond in the rough of, all right, everyone's covering this this aspect of it. What can I, what angle can I get that people aren't seeing yet? And that's what you want to write on, because that's, people are going to say, oh, that's different. Let me go check this out, you know. So, um, and then other than that, whenever there's not a whole lot going on in the big news or 
it's just a lot of the same stuff every day. I go and try to pick up local news stories from different places. Um, for example, did, have you ever heard of the Alaskan Avenger? No. No, I haven't. Okay, so it's very interesting. Um, I picked up that story. It was a local news story in um, Alaska. And he was molested as a child. It was an older guy. He was molested as a child. And he was looking up the local pe- pedophile like registry um, of sex offenders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's not great. He was going with a hammer, and he was, like, beating these, these um, <laughs> sex offenders to death. Um, of course, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like, this dude, you know, obviously we can't condone going and just killing people. Yeah. But, um, but just stuff like that. It's stuff that you don't, it, it's out there. It's, it's yeah. weird and nobody's heard about it because it's local news stories from all over the, the country that you don't see in the mainstream media. Yeah, yeah you know, there's like millions, I, yeah, basically millions of, of stories out there that are not covered by the mainstream media. So, I mean, you, like you say, you're talking about local stories. There's all there's like, uh, like a ton of unique content that is going on in every corner of America. So, you know, it's kind of cool that you that you find, you know, those different stories out there. So. The diamonds in the rough is what I like to call them. Yeah, so now um, the general question I've asked every everyone about being here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit is that the, the the theme well themes here as being being bold, being brave, being principled, and being a leader. So, um, what would you, what's your advice to encourage more young women to maybe who may be on the fence to be more politically active? Um, like what would I say to them to encourage them to be more politically active? Hmm, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I guess. You know, you have to figure out the problem that you share with other people. And as Carly Fiorino was saying, you know, you have to look at that. People want to solve the problems that are, you know, they, they're going to work to solve the problems that affect them. So if you have a problem that affects you, you know, go ahead and start working towards fixing that. If not if not you, then who? I don't know who said that, but that's... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah if, if not now, when, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, kind of like, you know, kind of one of those. And, um... You know, if there's a problem, don't wait around for someone else to fix it. Get up and start working on it yourself. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yep, and thanks to Keely for joining us. And so, you know, I was just thinking about as far as you know, what I was doing with the video streaming. So, but uh, it kind of went half and half. So, you had people from Twitter being able to see. But, yeah, I just noticed that my mic for my laptop while I was trying to do it on Facebook was not working so you know I've mentioned it before we're it's all trial and error and y'all are basically on the journey with me as far as me learning this and that so yeah so we're I guess we're kind of figuring out how to do different things so I guess now I need to learn how to get the mic to work right on my laptop I guess if I'm going to try to do some of this again but <clears throat> so let's get to our our last interview and it is with Antonio Okafor and <laughs> as I well you hear what I say in the in the beginning of the interview but um so she was the host of the Young Women's Leadership Summit and so we got a chance to talk with her about um about hosting the event and about empowered 
So here's our interview with Antonio. Hello, this is Trent Chad. I'm Brian Bledsoe. We're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. And, you know, actually, at this point, we're basically going to call this Trent Chad featuring Antonio Okafor because this is the third time having her on. So, But she she was the host of the Young Women's Leadership Summit. So I guess we want to talk about that. And, Antonio, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I guess doing all the hosting duties, I mean, how how was all of that? It was great. I mean, this was my first time hosting or emceeing an event, and it was just, to me, it was so easy because I got to talk to all these young women who are passionate about what I'm passionate about, and I got to um, just interact with them, and the energy was great, and I just was part of the process, so it was great to be a part of it. Really thankful for being here. Now, obviously, you you spoke earlier today, and you talked about obviously about empowered. So, now, as far as um everything, how how are things going with empowered as far as you know momentum and everything? Yeah, I mean, we've been very blessed. I mean, we just started it a couple months ago, and then we got our five one c three status, you know, pretty quickly after that. And so now we're just on full speed, you know, getting the empowered tour um, up and running. So after this event, I'm going to speak to other women and talk to them about it and having them sign up. I mean, I think we're well on our way of getting the 30 campuses that we're, we're planning to go and hit this fall. So I'm excited about that, that just being the next step for, for Empowered, the Empowered Tour. Okay, so um, now I know one thing that recently just um, came out is that you have, like, men's shirts out for Empowered. So, oh. yeah, so I guess yeah. tell us a little bit about that. I ver- apparently that is, like, that was waiting. <laughs> People in the 2A community were like, give me the men's shirts. I want to be a part of it. And I was totally, I was definitely okay with, you know, having men being a part of it because, you know, we're not like other feminist groups where, you know, they want to exclude men and they don't think that they have any worth when it comes to empowering women. I absolutely reject that notion and I think it's going to be men and women who are going to empower young women to, to for their Second Amendment rights and and to advocate for that. So I'm glad that men's shirts are a part of the of the the whole um, community. Well, now so with empowered. Yes, and I actually, you know, as soon as you made the announcement, I went online and bought one. So I, I'm, I can't wait to be, you know, get it in the mail, and I'll be, be I guess, modeling <laughs> it. I guess empowered male, yeah, empowered male, empowering women. So, yes, love it. <laughs> so, so and also, in talk about empowerment and just empower. Now, the themes here were be bold, be brave, mm-hmm. be principled, be a leader. Mm-hmm. What would you say to encourage other young women who will maybe are thinking about moving forward but are kind of on the fence as far as just maybe being intimidated i, I think i asked you this question before well you know that's why that was also the theme of this conference is to show that despite the fact that you will feel that way you'll feel like you're not bold that you're not brave that you're not courageous um and sometimes you know with the elections that you're not principled but we're still fighting a fight good fight and that's going to take young women um, conservative young women, limited freedom, limited um, government, um, free market individuals who believe in those principles who are going to really advance this movement. Um, we're going to have ups and downs, but in the end, we're, we're all going in the same direction and we're all in this together. So um, I think it's going to take conf- like conferences like this that's going to re-energize us when we're dealing with a world that's hostile to us. And so I think a lot of the women felt re-energized and ready to to keep going and fighting the good fight back on their college campuses so it was good to be here and be part of that 
Okay, and so as far as Empower, uh, what things as far as you're looking to do in the future? I know you mentioned something about having about 30 campuses. I mean, anything in general that you can discuss? Yes, well, so the Empower Tour, I mean, we'll be going to college campuses all over the nation, mostly focusing on the campus carry states, the states that have campus carry now. Um, but we'll, you know, it just has, it's, it's grown where, you know, people come from California, people in New York, people um, in, in Boston, you know, Massachusetts, um, they all want us to come speak there too. And there are places where they've been trying to fight for campus carry for a long time, like Florida and Mississippi and Oklahoma, and they just need the support um, and, and the mobilization to do that. So, you know, we're here to help and we're here to mobilize those women on these campuses. And I think these women are excited about that. So that's going to be our focus. And whether that's going to just stay in the fall or if that's going to expand into the spring, uh, who knows? We'll be very blessed if it does. Um, but um, once we have those speaking engagements, we're going to have chapters on those campuses um, and we'll start those while we while we're there as well. So that's going to continue the movement and, and keep it going and keep it strong. Okay, and this is not really so much a question, but you did a great job hosting. Oh, and I also just want to say you are the, the personification of basically what this summit is about. Aww. Because you have taken all the things, all the resources from, you know, like Turn the Point or other organizations and have used it and made it to where you now now you have empowered now. And so you're a great role model for all these young women to see, and so yeah, I, I, I just that's just a statement. Oh. So I just want to tell you that because <laughs> when I when I saw that you was the host, I'm like, you know what, it can't be a better host because oh. she's doing everything that that this summit is basically telling all the young women that you can do this and and you are are that inspiration for them. So. Thank you so much. Well, I'm really thankful to Charlie Kirk and uh, you know founder and president of Turning Point and them asking me to host and be the MC and I'm really thankful that they see that and um, I hope I was able to inspire other young women as well and we'll see who the host will be next year and and hopefully it's someone who was here in this in this um, in this audience this year so it'd be great to continue on that tradition <laughs> yeah and so thank you so much for your time and I'm pretty sure we'll probably talk to you again next month <laughs> <laughs> thank you definitely talk to you later yep and thanks to Antonio for joining us and uh, and I'm not joking. We probably will be talking with her next month, probably. I actually, so this month's June. So next month is the Western Conservative Summit, and also <clears throat> the turn. Also, Turner Point has a Young Latino Leadership Summit, which is in in July. I think it's July 18th through the 22nd. I, don't get me to you know lying to you, but um. But you also have the Young Latino Leadership Summit in July. You also have the Atlas Summit. You also have, uh, which is also in Las... Well, the Young Latino Leadership Summit is in Las Vegas. Is The Atlas Summit is in Las Vegas. Also, Freedom Fest is in Las Vegas. And then the Western Conservative Summit, which is in Denver, Colorado. Now, um, out of all of that, <laughs> um, I don't know exactly where I might be going. I prob- probably go to Vegas um, for the Atlas Summit, maybe it just depends on how if I'm able to coordinate both. Well, I know that I'm, I guess to put it this way, my goal is to get to the Western Conservative Summit. That's the first off, and so after that, if I can fit in everything else, then I will yeah, see if I can. Since I'm already will be on the West Coast, so so like I said, we'll probably be talking with her again because one thing about Antonia, you know, she, you know, she always has something going on, which is great. And so it's not like we're, 
we'll be talking about something, you know, talking about the same thing. We'll, we'll be talking about something else, probably. <laughs> you know, probably talking about more about the tour that she has um, has coming up. So, so you know, <clears throat> um, that's actually that was the last of the interviews at the summit. So tomorrow we have one more interview um, and we got a chance to speak with the CEO of the Atlas Society, Jennifer Grossman. And we're going to talk basically, basically kind of do like a recap of the whole event, kind of talk about um, some of the things uh, at the summit. And then we're also going to talk about some things about uh, Atlas Shrug because uh, kind of talk about the the movies because i don't know if i ever told anyone but i had a very small part in that in atlas road part three and the atlas society was you know connected with it and so we kind of talked about the movie a little bit and that and my involvement and all that and and I, and then we also talked about where uh, about being christian and being an objectivist so and so she kind of you know, expanded on talking about can someone be a Christian and objectivist, and so we, like I said, we talked, we touched on all of that in the interview, and we will have that for you on tomorrow. So, so I hope you enjoyed all the interviews at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, and hope everyone that was able to see me, you know, the video stream, and like I said before on on twitter at least hopefully i might be able to do kind of do both i kind of like to do the whole video streaming and and doing this live it's so much easier for me to do this live i don't know why <laughs> like it seems like when i'm recording it i always have to like do multiple takes it just don't come out right or whatever and i guess when it's live i you know can't take <laughs> I mean, I guess I can always just stop it and just start over, but I don't want to do that because then people would just see a whole bunch of multiple shows and whatnot. So, anyway, enough of my rambling. I did enough rambling in the beginning. But, um, so, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with Jennifer Grossman. And until, well, huh, I keep wanting to say until like Tuesday or Thursday, but <laughs> until tomorrow, we will chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. 
They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.